Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to the Depth Chart Podcast. It's uh, Tuesday, Election Day. I'm joined by Nick Roush in Louisville. Uh, Nick, how you doing? I know you're no. adjusting to two kids instead of one. Yeah, with yeah. the uh, with Frank's addition. So, are you holding up, bro? We're we're holding up. We have uh, some nights that are a little bit sleepier than others. Big fan of six thirty basketball games, though, because then uh, we we get bedtime. I, I get a good first half in before it's bedtime and all that stuff. But yeah, we're just we're figuring it out as we go. Drinking a lot of a lot of Java, so you know, yeah, uh, really really enjoying the. The black coffee and the the odd hours of sleep, but uh, yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. It's still nice out. Uh, fall. Uh, Freddie, Thanksgiving's like right around the corner. I know. I mean, October just flew by. Seems yeah. like, and now we're you know, heck, we're we're days into November. Uh, Kentucky six weeks into the playoffs. Like, there's only yeah. there's three home f- Kentucky football games yet. Like, I mean, it's just. Ah, football season. It goes by it goes by too quick. I was at Spencer County Friday night, Nick, and it was seventy four degrees, seventy five degrees. So awesome. In a November last year, playoff. I was complaining because it went from like summer to winter just like that. Well, yeah. this has been like it can extended fall. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, Cat, love cats it. are six and three, Nick. Not not exactly where we thought that this team would be. Uh I had eight and four before the season. That's 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 still in play, but uh you know, Kentucky's got Vanderbilt on Saturday, a team they should beat, right? I mean, Vanderbilt mm-hmm. is – Vanderbilt has improved under Clark Lee. Uh, I will give the Commodores that. But this is a team that Kentucky should beat. I think this game, Nick, is in a is in a tricky spot, right? It's after Missouri, a very physical football game. Mm-hmm. You got you got a lot of players banged up. Mark Stoops said, what, yesterday, 95% of his team is banged up. And when asked about Will Levis and – and we can all estimate Will Levis, is he 75%, is he whatever. Uh, but after that physical Missouri game and before Georgia, this is the, the Vanderbilt game is in a funny spot to me because, you know, you, you don't want to look past anybody because this Kentucky team this year has won ugly. And uh, I, I think that, you know, in a perfect case scenario, you would want to get a lead and rest some players, but Kentucky's not gotten out to leads like that where they could rest players. So this game is tricky to me due to the fact of where it's located, when it's located on the schedule, after Missouri, before Georgia. Yeah, and Vanderbilt reminds me of, you know, maybe 2014 Kentucky football where they're actually starting to get some players, but you can't win on the SEC, in the SEC just on a couple players, right? Like right. It, it, it takes – two and three deep where they're, they're pretty banged up right now. Uh, we might not see quarterback AJ Swan this Saturday could be Mike Wright, who uh, can give you some problems by breaking contain. And uh, one, one positive sign I saw from the UK defense on Saturday, they got aggressive. They really got after Brady cook. Yeah. They're still not getting his home as much as I'd like. I mean, 
Andrew Phillips was this close to a sack. Uh, you know, you had a couple different moments where they're flushing him from the pocket, but they're not really finishing the play. Uh, you flush Mike right from the pocket. That's kind of what he wants. You almost yeah. want to just kind of contain uh, him in there. You don't have to give him necessarily the Anthony Richardson treatment, uh, but but that is something to to keep an eye on this Saturday. You you have to be disciplined in your rush lanes, which could be good practice for that season finale if Malik Cunningham is uh, in fact healthy and ready to go. So um, that really all. You know, I, I don't think we need to spend a lot of time talking Vanderbilt football because th- this is this is more about Kentucky. And I, I was happy, like like you said, Freddie, uh, they, they got up for that Missouri game. But do they got it in them to get up for this one? Because that it's going to be tough. It, it's going to be tough. There, there's no, no no doubt about it. It's going to be cold. It's going to be nasty uh, outside. 41 degree nooner, probably gray skies over Kroger Field. Um can you push yourself to get up with a big game against Georgia and then a rivalry game looming against Louisville the following week? Yeah, I mean, I, I could see this going two different ways. I could see Kentucky sleep sleeping through this one. Uh, it's going to be cold, you know, the, the first cold game of the year, really. Uh, mm-hmm. If the weather holds up, heck, with this with Kentucky weather, it could be 84 and sunny. Uh, mm-hmm. A noon kickoff against the opponent that you should win. Uh I could see it that way. The other way I could see it is uh, the offense got a little momentum at Missouri. Uh, and yeah, I know the give and take there is, yeah, you scored Kentucky scored 21 points. How is that good? Well, that's the most touchdowns uh, an SEC opponent has scored against Missouri. It's, it's three, right? So um, I think Kentucky found some things offensively. The tempo was nice. But like we said on every platform you and I have been on, uh, I think Will Levis' lack of mobility and not being able to run the football really limits the play sheet and how Kentucky can can attack opposing defenses. So, uh, I, and, and Vanderbilt is awful against the pass. I mean, but so was Tennessee. But Vanderbilt doesn't have those guys, you know, all those guys that can yeah. get, get after yeah. the quarterback. So, I could also see this is a game that, you know, a lot of factors going on that Kentucky could open it up, get Chris Rodriguez his, and let Will Levis eat because, uh, you know, with the draft coming up and Will sacrificing so much, he needs a good stat game, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for his numbers and, and to help him out. And also, towards the end of the season, there's some pass catchers that need to get the football in their yeah. hands. Yeah, we got to make I mean, those guys happy. You gotta no make, yeah, it. you got to make those, especially the young guys. Yeah, Barry on Brown, Dane Key. You got you got to get them some touches and catches this week. Well, I think that's mandatory. We I don't know where we were talking a week ago, Freddie, but it was like, what are some of the changes you'd make? One yeah. of them was just what will operate out of shotgun. They did yeah. that. Um, that somebody was counting maybe like twenty one of their first thirty snaps were out of shotgun, which is a stark contrast to yeah. what we typically see. The other thing you saw more of too that I. I wanted to see almost every first down was just throwing it on first down. Yeah. They were really successful throwing the football on first down and and not just throwing it underneath either. Yeah. Actually going down and attacking the, the defense in the intermediate. So um I, I really like you said, Freddie, this is this is a great moment to kind of build some momentum, score some points, not threshold, just get get more than thirty one. You haven't 
that, that's your season high. Like you're about your offense should be better than this. Get 35, 42, 45 points against this Vanderbilt team. Um, I, I know that the games against the Commodore zone always in, in cruise control for Mark Stoops, but no matter what the defense does, I, I just want to see this offense continue to build some, a little bit of momentum to, to get us feeling better for these final two big games of the season. Well, a few years back, Kentucky did jump out to a pretty good lead, and Vanderbilt came back, and it took a an onside kick recovery to win the game, if you'll remember that. So mm-hmm. this this game has odd history. Let's talk a little bit about why Will Levis was in the shotgun, Nick. Uh, as a quarterback, when you're under center, and and I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not up on it. I don't know which toe is hurt for Will. Is it right toe, left toe, whatever? But when you're under center, you have to put a lot of torque on on the balls of your feet, on on your toes, mm-hmm. to one get away from the center and the line of scrimmage because there's pulling guards and all kinds of trash in there. But two is is to get away from the line of scrimmage, whether it's in a handoff or play action. Kentucky's not running bootlegs. I mean, that's it just can't with Will's health. So I think that's one of the reasons that Scangarello made the adjustment to go more shotgun. Two is I keep saying it, like I said in the preseason, this team would go as far as the tackles take them. There was a lot of pressure off the edge, and, and with Will and the shotgun, uh, he can get back there and, and, and see better. With all those adjustments, though, Missouri's six quarterbacks, sacks, 12 tackles for loss. Kentucky is just horrendous in both of those categories for this season. Yeah. Uh, they kind of so are that, what they are at this point. Yeah, I mean, we you know, we keep saying they need to do this and they need to do that. We're, this is the – you know, this is – 10th game of the year, right? So the kind of who you are is what you are. Something that, that, that piqued my interest yesterday, yeah, yesterday on Monday was name, image, and likeness. Mm-hmm. Nick, Nick I, I can't help to be so uh, – my viewpoint is when I see a recruit sign or I see a transfer, the first thing that comes to my mind is that that's all NIL stuff. I mean, it's just that important. And I think Mark Stoops tried to emphasize that yesterday in his press conference just by a few sentences. But decisions are being made by recruits. Decisions are being made by transfers based solely on NIL. Athletic directors, John Cohen, left Mississippi State in large part because Auburn's going to be able to attract more talent because they have their (laughs) nil efforts together. they got $13 sitting in a satchel. Which leads me to my point. I think December is going to be the most chaotic December in the history of college football. I think you're going to see mass deflections all over the country mm-hmm. by players. But let's let's take a deeper look into this, Nick, and, and I'd ask you if my theory has any validity or not. I think it's also going to impact coaches. Mm-hmm. We live in a day where players, certain players make more than their position coaches. Certain players make more than <laughs> their crazy. coordinators. It's true, though. So head coaches are going to be put in, in very tricky situations where a star player making $2 million a year doesn't like his position coach who's making 600000 a year. Who is more valuable to that organization? Which coordinator is more valuable? Is a coordinator more valuable than star players or, or is the star players more valuable than the coordinator? So I think not only are you going to see player movement in December, you're going to see a lot of coaching movement in December also because this uh, this is the first real year or first December that everything is all together, right? Well, Name, yeah. image, and likeness, transfer, 
it's going to be crazy. And, and people kind of have their efforts organized a little bit better now. It's not just brand new and right. like we had in the first few years. And it's probably going to be the last time we have the early December signing period. They've already proposed making changes to that to uh, just change the college football calendar in general. But those won't happen until next spring. Um, so the the uh, particularly the few weeks between Thanksgiving and December 21st, start of the early signing period, that's when things are going to get really wacky. They're going to get crazy. Um, and it's hard to forecast exactly what it's going to be, too, because there, there hasn't been a whole lot of buzz on the Kentucky football recruiting front. Um, you know, there's been – Mark Stoops' name has been mentioned a lot in that Auburn job. Um, so, you know, uh, assistant coach is changing as well. Like, there's there's a, a – <laughs> It, it, it's hard to tell what exactly is going to happen, but uh, I, I'm I'm 100% with you, Freddie. It is going to get crazy. There's there's no doubt about that. Yeah, and, and listen, I I uh, I appreciate the power that players have these days. I mean, that's that's a lot. I mean, the players can players have more input now than they ever have in the history of college football, ever. And and I think that's wonderful. And they're and they're getting paid. They're being compensated for what they do, and and I think it's great. But it, it is going to lead to this December being. It's going to be a lot of work for us, which is fun because we got to track it all. But it's going to lead to to chaos because you're going to say, I mean, not, not just Kentucky, but across the country, a lot of movement is getting ready to happen, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that goes, Nick. And and I hope Kentucky comes out good on it. Let's. Uh, you're right. We don't need to spend 30 minutes on Vanderbilt. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, you know, Clark Lee, what, in year two, Vanderbilt's averaging 27 points a game, which isn't bad. Uh, but defensively, last in the SEC, going up 470 yards a game. Last in pass defense, 318 yards per game. Uh, just just a lot uh, of opportunity for Kentucky. Uh you know, Vanderbilt is what they are, and, and we'll get we'll we'll let you get into that later with uh, <laughs> with pregame stuff. But yeah, let's look yeah. at the season in total. Nick was first with the offense, um, three hundred forty-one yards total offense per game. That's last in the SEC. Uh, obviously, not a lot of production there. Red red zone touchdown after the performance against Missouri's up to sixty percent. That number was down, but when you go three for three, that really helps you. Uh, but a couple of other uh, – two other statistical categories really concern me. That's tackles for loss allowed, which is 65, and sacks allowed, which is 35. That's 128th in the nation. So that uh, – I think that really uh, tells the story of the season is all the havoc that defenses have been able to produce against Kentucky. It may not factor against Vanderbilt – but it's certainly going to factor in the last two games of the year against Georgia and a very aggressive Louisville defense. Is there anything Kentucky can do to scale back the allowed quarterback sacks and allowed tackles for loss? Nick Roush. You are what you are right now. Kentucky's letting those guys get absolutely blown up. What I would like to see in this Vanderbilt game, other players, right? (laughs) We know the ones – that are up front, that first five, they can't handle a, a twist, a stunt. 
Maybe the other guys can. I know they're seeing Keontae Goodwin in practice. They're seeing DeAndre Buford in practice, so they would know better. But here's your chance to try something new. Here's your chance to try something different to see if it produces another result. Maybe, maybe that's just getting some fresh blood in there can help you. I mean, it's not going to, I think it would be a minimal advantage at this point. You kind of are what you are, but why not? Why not at least give the other guys a shot at this point in the season? I think that's what you hope this Vanderbilt game can be used for. Not only to, to make those uh, playmakers happy, but give the other guys a shot just to just see, see what they can offer. Um, because so far right now, going out of shotgun can help some. Throwing on first down can help some. Um, but there's there's only so much you can do um, to get other folks involved without to still be able to hide that bad pass protection because it's bad. And that's uh, – that's uh, that, that's why Kentucky, I mean, in, in SP Plus ready right now, they've got the seventh-ranked defense and efficiency, but 66 on offense. And you felt like going into this year, I wouldn't say the tables would be flipped, but you thought that this would be a team that won by outscoring teams and said the defense has been carrying them because the, the, they're getting too far behind the chains on pre-snap penalties and sacks, tackles for loss, havoc stats allowed. Yeah, absolutely, and that leads also Kentucky to being ranked 13th in the SEC in rushing offense at 109 yards per carry, 2.9 yards per rush, which offensively, uh, you know, they're, they're folks that had Kentucky 11-1, you know, 10-2, and, 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 you know, going to compete for the East. And, and, you know, I tried to make the argument, and I think Max did a good job of trying to make the argument as well. It is hard to win football games, and especially at Kentucky when depth at certain positions is not there. Uh, look at the season in total. You start the year out four games without your, the best, arguably the best running back in program history. During the time that he's out, arguably the most talented quarterback in program history gets injured. So <laughs> that, that made things very difficult for that Kentucky offense. And then the I, I don't know if it was a miscalculation or what or what, but not getting into the portal and, and tackles are rare in the portal. I mean, it's not UK's fault totally, because everybody wants tackles, right? Thought they had a chance with a kid from Vanderbilt, he goes to Alabama, et cetera. And then that leads to it, it makes it more difficult defensively. There were some more question marks uh, on that defense because. Uh, you know, you lose some players. You lose some players to the NFL. Uh, the young players have stepped up. Those linebackers have taken over on the inside, all four of them. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, the, the edge linebackers are really, really good with Jordan Wright, J.J. Weaver, and that secondary has played much better than, than it did last year, and I think that's because the corners are much better. Uh, Carrington Valentine probably didn't get enough credit for his play on Friday, but he battled, man. He, you know, they... 
Dominic Lovett was Missouri's leading pass catcher by a mile. Didn't even get a catch in the game. And I think you can credit Kedron Smith. You can credit uh, Carrington Valentine, those safeties. Andrew Phillips played mm-hmm. well. Uh, so the defense with Brad White, who's been there a while, the system's in place. You did get a new linebacker coach in Mike Stoops. Courtney Love is helping him there. But there's a lot of uh, carryover from that defensive staff. And I think that's why you've seen the defense – who has been uh, more relatively healthy at key positions than the offense, have a much better year. Ranked third in the SEC, giving up 10.8 points per game. Second in the SEC in total defense. So statistically, Nick, Kentucky is the second best defense in the Southeastern Conference, and I think that is a testament to player development, recruiting there. You bring in Dion Walker, he's done a tremendous job. Alex Afari, another freshman, Keaton Wade has played really well. So I think just the consistency and carryover of offensive, uh, defensive leadership has helped this team be uh, the second best defense in the SEC. You got turnover at coordinator on offense. You get those injuries to your two best players. And I think now that, that kind of paints the picture of why Kentucky is six and three going into Vanderbilt. Man, and they, uh, they did it all too with a lot of injuries to that defense. Um, you, you missed square for a game, but Jacquez Jones is going to miss at least a third of the season, if not more. Vito Tizel, you thought he was going to be arguably the best havoc creator on this defense, just not there. Jalen Geiger, another experienced guy, missed essentially the entire season. So the Kentucky defense has been outstanding, and that's that's why – uh, the Cats can have an eight and four season. They can play in Tampa in that Outback Bowl. Or don't call me Outback Bowl. I'm still going to eat a blooming onion, Freddie, if we're going to Tampa. Okay, um, but it's the, the defense has been better, just as good as advertised in the preseason. Better than I expected up until they started fall camp. Um, so, and, and and it's a young defense. Uh, it's it's been a little bit different than what I expected. We aren't getting as much havoc production as I would hope, but it's still, uh, you know, Sands Tennessee. They've really done a buttoned up everybody. So ending the season on a high note, I think that they can also do that against Georgia. I know that they have uh, seemingly seventeen uh, tight ends that can uh, do all sorts of different things on God's green earth. But for the most part, like, you know, that that's probably going to be a low-scoring game next week at Kroger Field uh, because Kentucky's defense is really, really good at limiting big plays. So, um, and, and that's a year after, you know, they, they lost John Semmerall. Uh, You know, there, there's been some turnover over there, and yet they've still still been super stout. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and, and the future – Future roads well for that defense. I mean, I think it's it's kind of built to stay. And uh, as long as Brad White's in town, I think we can we can count on no matter who who's playing over there. I mean, to a certain extent, you still got to recruit players, right? But <clears throat> I think as long as Brad White's there, you're going you're going to get that year in year out. Offense is where the question marks have have been, where majority of the frustrations have been, along with special teams and. Uh, this, you know, it, it's been tough for Kentucky to play complementary football, uh, especially with, with Levis, Rodriguez, you know, your two best offensive players, having a, 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 a new and, and an a interchanging offensive line. Nick, with the, with the offensive line, uh, 
where where do you if if the portal is going to be an option at offensive line, who do you build around that that's already on campus, and what where do you go as far as is portal JUCO or, or whatever as far as obtaining offensive tackle or offensive line production? Where where would you start? Uh, it's best available. That's the the name of the transfer portal game, um, but I think you do feel pretty good about your interior. Uh, Jagger Burton went through, the, through some growing pains this year, but he was probably asked to play a year too soon. Uh, you know, you, you have a shot also to have Kenneth Horsey back next year. Ideally, you just get guys on the edge to where uh, Horsey can move back to his natural position at guard and kind of get things back to normal a little bit. Uh, but the the thing about the transfer portal that's tricky, Derek Rosenthal really left them in a pickle because there just wasn't, there wasn't a whole lot of offensive tackles out there. Uh, same thing, you know, a, a, it's a problem L basketball ran into where they needed guards in the transfer portal where there wasn't a whole lot of good guards in the transfer portal. It kind of varies year by year. So it's uh, – you have to – I don't want the, the Knowing the timing of when to go all in can be tough. But if you see a tackle out there you like, you got to go all in right away. Um, and kind of show them a proof of concept because they need it. Even if Keontae Goodwin can develop a seemingly overnight, like they still need tackles. They need tackles. They need tackles. What about the quarterback position? Uh, that that's going to be a hot, hot topic Man. after the season. So that's going to be a fun one. What are you because, hearing there? Well, you know, you look at all the guys that he coached, uh, that Rich coached in that quarterback collective um, camp over the summer. DJU is one. Uh, that gets people all fired up because he's been very average for an average offense at Clemson. The one that I'm intrigued by is Tyler Van Dyke at Miami because people really hate Mario Cristobal's offense. Uh, they just think it's convoluted too much. And Tyler Van Dyke, I mean, he he's gotten worse. He, he really regressed this year. Um and has been benched at some points at Miami. So uh, I could see him being a potential uh, portal ad. And then, you know, the, the the hard part about this, though, Freddie, is that a lot of these backups at other places, you know, your Ty Simpsons and Milrose at Alabama, whether you're, you're Devin Brown and uh, Shane McCord at Ohio State, where one of those guys is going to eventually enter the portal, a lot of them are going to at least – fight it out during the spring. And I know Will Levis didn't have that luxury uh, finishing up his career at Penn State. Um, but ideally, you're getting one of these guys in, in January and you're not waiting around for a spring quarterback competition. So um, <laughs> that, that, that's where this thing also gets a little bit dicey. And uh, that's why the Mark Stoops gets paid a bunch of money to make decisions like that. So you can, if, if we really look at this thing, Nick, so Saturday could be a good film game for recruiting quarterbacks. You know, Kentucky needs one of those games. And also a good game to get Dane Key over, what, 25 catches for the season, Barry on Brown 30. I'm sure they expected more. Uh, so I, I think that could be the focus on Saturday is, is to get some excitement with this offense going towards the end of the season and try to – make Kentucky a a valued uh, landing spot for tackles, for a quarterback, you know, running back. I mean, there's 
there's a bunch there because Kentucky just uh, lost the commitment of another running back. Tell us about that, Nick. Yeah, Khalifa Keith from uh, Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, the Cats, they're going to need running backs because Chris Rodriguez, he, he, I, I don't expect Chris Rodriguez, Kavice Haysmoke, or Michael Drennan back next year. So that's that's three guys in that room you got to replace. Well, they had two guys in the recruiting class uh, decide to look elsewhere within the last month. And I know Kentucky had their eyes on – they've got their eyes on a couple of guys. There's a kid from uh, Ohio and then uh, another guy by the name of Wilcox that uh, Kentucky's kind of fighting Clemson over. But it's it's nevertheless uh, not ideal to be just losing guys just to lose them. I don't really know the reasons why. The um, That's one thing that's been tough. And all this is I don't – Kentucky's lack of recruiting buzz, you know, we, we want to put some of the blame on nil, but nil isn't the end-all, be-all. It can't be the end-all, be-all. Some of it's the turnover where you've lost a bunch of dudes on your coaching staff. Um, but nevertheless, Kentucky, they could use some buzz right now. we got about six weeks to go until signing day. They could use a little bit of buzz, and right now things aren't trending in the right direction. No, and, and that's something to keep your eyes on. Uh, Nick, uh, I, I'll save my prediction for uh, the pregame show. So as, as we dial this thing back in on UK's opponent on Saturday, who wins, who's your MVP, and how, what's the narrative of this game that we talk about next Tuesday? Nobody's going to be satisfied. That, n- nobody's ever left a Kentucky-Vanderbilt game satisfied. That's just not how – these things work. I think there was one game that Charles, he jumped on a Lynn boat and fumble and they ended up blowing him out at Vandy back in, I want to say 19. That, no, it was probably eight. Yeah. 19. Yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. Uh, maybe 17. I don't know. I'm getting my, but it's very rare that Kentucky and Vanderbilt play and Kentucky fans are leaving the stadium, just feeling good about themselves because that's, that's hard against a team like this. I'd like to see Kentucky go out there and and get a season high in points. Um, I'd like to see that happen. I'm worried with the cold that things are still going to be sloppy because that's what this team has been all year. They're a sloppy football team, uh, but one that's ultimately going to win by 14 points. Let's call it uh, 34 to 20. And uh, Barry on Brown busts. He, he, he breaks free for a couple. That'll be the one uh, kind of, Thing getting us excited is Brown busts a big play that gets folks up on their feet at Kroger Field. And you're going to a big wedding Friday night. Are you going to wear your KLW belt? Oh, of course I am. Uh, look good, feel good, play good, pay good. Uh, I don't, I don't know the rest of it. I'm not as cool as Coach Brown, but I feel as good as Coach Brown when I'm wearing that KLW belt. If you haven't tried them out, klwbelts.com. No padding, no backing. Pure genuine leather. Use promo code depth chart. You get ten percent off. It's uh, it's nice stuff there, Freddie. Nice and stuff. It, yeah, and it ships pretty quick too, right? And free. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. Free. I just picked up a KLW belt for my niece. I guess I can say it now because the wedding's over as a wedding present that she gave her friend last week. So nice, uh, nice. I'm getting a bunch of orders like that, especially. With the holidays coming up, I know I'm getting oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, myself. I'm placing the order for about nine or ten uh, because that's going to be my Christmas. That's that. That's what I'm doing this year for Christmas for my family and friends. Uh, but hey, if you're watching this, surprise! But 
you're getting a you're getting a KLW belt with your name on it, maybe a keychain. So who knows? What's, what's funny, Freddie, is I went, I, re, I really did go. I, I was about like Ryan Lemon, where I went, you know, from college on with the same same belt for everything, and now I'm I'm flushing belts, and it's <laughs> I feel like a, a real adult now, you know, not just same one every time that's all bent up all to hell because you're using the same one nonstop. So uh, upgrade, upgrade that wardrobe, kowbelts.com. Absolutely, and, and they're great people with great service. Nick, I'm going to Bowling Green on Friday, South Warren at Bowling Green. So uh, I get a double bonus game. It is a playoff game, which is fun, mm-hmm. and it's a arch rivalry game, which is even more fun. So it's a double bonus 5A matchup for the Kroger KSR game of the week in Bowling Green where the Spartans will take on the Purples. Who you got? I, I, I feel like – and I want to double-check this – but I feel like the winner of this game is in the state championship pretty much every year. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If I'm not, yeah, uh, it's a good chance. Uh, so South Warren won it last year. Bowling Green won it the year before. <laughs> yeah, so it, it features the uh, the back to back or, or the two teams that have won the five A title in 2020, so, which was so, Bowling Green with Jordan Dingle. 2021, South Warren beat Frederick Douglass 38 26. Very good football team. I'm I'm gonna going all the way back to 2011. It's either been Bowling Green, four teams have won it. Bowling Green, South Warren, Covcath, or or Pulaski County. PC got one in fourteen, but particularly in recent years, it's it's been this game that's decided it. Uh, but the Purples, Kevin Wallace ain't walking through that door. Neither is Jordan Dingle. By the way, that guy's awesome. Yeah, he, he's been, you know I called his state championship. I called all the games that year. I thought Jordan Dingle was by far the best player at Kroger Field in the six games, and, and he's come out to prove that. Nick. Uh, before we get out of here, uh, I'm gonna stick with high school football, uh, and I'm going this will be the last thing we talk about. One through six, we're in week two of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Who's winning? One A. Let's let's work in reverse order. Okay, let's go six A. Okay, yeah, starting Which, with six A. I, I even though I would love this is probably the best year for a, a surprise upset um, because Trinity's down. Uh, St. X is defending their title, um, but they, they kind of have to grind it out, right? Like they're not some sort of offensive powerhouse. Manuel's been solid. They're getting their quarterback back. Um, Ballard's been good. Like the, the 6A is is pretty wide open. But there's just something about I, – I just feel like St. X, having done it most recently, will grind out uh, a title there. I don't I – just, I, I just got a feeling, Freddie, that it's going to end up uh, being the Tigers repeating once again. I agree there. I'm taking six. I'm taking uh, say next and six A, five A. Douglas. And this, it feels like this has to be the year for Douglas. Douglas, I, I think I, you know I've seen a lot of the teams this year, 
in person or on on tape. I think Douglas is the best team in Kentucky. Uh, I mean, they they looked really really good against Boyle County, really good against Scott County. The two team the two times I saw them in person, uh, they're loaded. Four uh, A. Are you are you going Douglas too? Yeah, yeah, I'm going. It it, it it needs to be Douglas. Yeah, I mean, I think they're just. I think they needs the best to be team. their year. Yeah, I, I think they'll. I think they'll they'll roll through the playoffs. To be honest with you, four A. This is where it gets a little tricky. Yeah, uh, yeah. Bull County is beat up. Quarterback got hurt. I don't know if he's back or not. Uh, still, Bull County is Bull County. Corbin undefeated, ranked number one in the state. Franklin County is still out there. Uh, Spencer County, yeah, I was just there. I mean, 4A is is open. And 4A is going to be competitive, and I don't think there is a definitive uh, number one team. And that's largely due to some health things going on at Ball County. Who you got in 4A? Let's let's. I I, I don't want to sound chalky, but it feels like we might get some Justin Haddock's revenge this year. Uh, he previously coached at Corbin. Uh, they took a nice little dip when he left, but now might be the time to strike. Corbin, Red Hounds, go go get your revenge. You're going Hounds. I'm going to go Bull County. I'm uh, until somebody beats uh, Haddocks in the playoffs. I, I I know this is the most boring prediction because I've got St. X, Douglas, and Bull County, <laughs> but I'm going to go Bull County. Let's go 3A, which is totally unpredictable. Uh, Cal has has looked really good, and I know it's going to be hard for you to make that prediction uh, yeah i don't know i'm not doing that i i'm going cal let's go with the bardstown tigers there you go yeah give them hell bardstown um they're they're solid and uh i can't pick cal especially uh the, the youngs over there john young talks to trash every time i see him it's like you all weren't even were you even playing football when i was there like get get over yourselves Normally, this is a spot we'd be talking about Belfry, uh, but I, I, I saw Belfry earlier this season. Nick, they're starting, I think, six or seven freshmen. So mm. <clears throat> maybe not this year, but again, you're, you're going to see them in the playoffs. 2A, I'm, I'm staying loyal. I'm going with my fighting Mayfield Cardinals oh. to take 2A out of the West. Wow. Wow. I, uh, I'm going to go – to the opposite end in the East, Pikeville. When they put that beating on LCA. Pikeville's 1A. Oh, whoops. My bad. <laughs> I've got Pikeville in 1A. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I, yeah. Let's just go ahead and decide 1A's Pikeville. Who you got 2A? Yeah. Uh, LCA, maybe they get healthy at the right time and make a nice little run. We'll, we'll, we'll go with the, the big name, Bole. Uh keeping things home in Lexington. Yeah, well, it's been a fun season with the high school, and, uh, you know, we're winding down here. That was a lot of fun going through her. So I got Pikeville, Mayfield, Cal, Bull County, Douglas, and Pikeville, they're, they're so good. They're Gosh. very good. I've I've seen them. I, we were there for a Kroger KSR game of the week. They're very good. Now, Raceland, I think, will give Pikeville uh, a little fight there uh, when those two match up. But, man. Chris McNamee has got that program rolling over there at Pikeville. Mm-hmm. And, and what roll. could be, Nick, I'll be honest with you, if you include colleges, Pikeville's top 10 in the state as far as facilities go. Indoor practice facility, mm-hmm. a, a, a stadium-seated team room, 
weight room, uh, locker room with lights and all the stuff. I mean, it's just it's just amazing. And a wonderful Twitter account. If you're not following Pipeful Football, you need to because it's a lot of fun. Well, Nick, thank you, man. I know you got to go pick up Duke and go vote. I am also getting ready to go vote. Mm-hmm. And uh, hope everybody out there, don't matter who you vote for, which side you're on, uh, hope everybody gets out and votes. And 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 folks are nice today, so <laughs> which I know won't be the case. But anyway, I had to get that out there. Nick Roush, thank you for joining me. Thank you, Kale W. Belt, Stephen. Thank you, for, as always, for producing this video. Uh, and you know, you're not going to be with me on Friday, but you know, I'll, I'll get it done. Thanks to KLW Belts and uh, Cats with a, with a chance to, to score some points and make a statement here, especially offensively, not just for the players on the team this year, but for those that are looking for next year. Big, important game for Kentucky. Thank you, and see you later. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.